0: Wait
1: Thousands of pieces of silver and of gold.
0: health, and peace to the household of Jacob Yisrael, and praise Yahweh for his son Yeshua, our healer and saving health. This is part 10 of Sickness vs. Health. You can follow along with the article by going to www.thinkoutsidethebeast.com. Sickness vs. Health is found in the Word Studies menu, sicknesses calamities and afflictions are warning signs from yahweh that you are wandering out of the way we are told over and over that if we shall indeed obey yahweh's voice and do all that he instructs then he will withdraw afflictions and illnesses away from the midst of you our bc israelite ancestors did not obey yahweh's voice and were divorced for it. They were scattered among the nations, and have been walking in darkness since. We're seeing the descendants of those divorced lost Israelites being healed by Yeshua Christ in the Gospels, which is the good news of the reconciliation and regathering of all the divorced and scattered children of Yisra'el. We finished Matthew in Part 9 and now continue in Mark, where we are witnessing the only insurance policy that truly heals and restores the mind, body, and spirit. Are you ready to drop your Jewish medical mafia pharmaceutical witchcraft provider, which is the number one cause of death, and get with Hosanna Care, the number one leading cause of eternal life? All you have to do to get started is send Yeshua a sincere prayer by knee-mail. Mark 6.2 And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From where has this man these things? And what wisdom is that which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Miriam, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Yahshua said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk, and healed them, or, and he laid his hands upon the ailing ones, and cured them. And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went round about the villages teaching. Christ did not come to just heal everybody. He came to teach the truth, the way, and the life. Even in his own country many did not believe in him, but the few that learned the truth and followed the path of righteousness were healed. If Christ entered today's 501 Jew 3 multiracial synagogues of transgentiles, they would call him a racist and cast him out because they wouldn't recognize the truth and would defend Jaime over Hosanna. Yeshua sends the twelve out on their mission. Mark 6.12 And they went out and preached that men should repent, or think differently. And they cast out many devils, and anointed with oil many that were sick, or the ones ailing, and healed them. G. 7.32 Arhrostos means without strength infirm, weak, sick, ailing ones. The message of repentance comes before the ability to be healed. If that person is healed but doesn't change their ways and thinking, then seven other demons will find their way into that empty, swept, and garnished just believer, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Yeshua cures a blind man at Bethsaida. Mark eight twenty-two, and he comes to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him, and he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town, and when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything, and he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, Christ put his hands on his eyes and made him look up, and he was restored, and saw every man clearly. Fulfilling the prophecies spoken of in the prophets, restoring sight to the blind, not only sight to see, but understanding of the truth which has been covered with Jewish lies. The healing of blind Bartimaeus Mark 10.48 And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal, You son of Dawid, have compassion on me. And Yahshua stood still, and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calls you. And he, casting away his garment, rose, and came to Yahshua, and Yeshua answered and said unto him, What will you that I should do unto you? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Where the King James perversion has Lord, is incorrect. Lord is G twenty nine sixty two curios. It is a title and is not his name. The Greek word used is G forty four sixty two. Rabboni. The Jewish Pharisees, which had taken over the priesthood, were teaching their Judaism, and the people were calling them Rabbi. This is a Jewish thing, not an Israelite thing. What is interesting is that it is of Aramaic origin. The Jewish Talmud is Babylonian, which is Chaldean, which the children of Israel picked up Aramaic language while in captivity there. The whole time, from the captivity to the time of Yahshua, those Jews infiltrated the priesthood and were in Moses' seat of authority and perverted the Torah into their own traditions, and that is why many of the Israelites were deceived, did not know the whole truth, because of Jewish deception. Christ was teaching his doctrine in their synagogues. What the people believed had become watered down and compromised because of the Pharisees, Yeshua was clarifying the belief. The true word, being fulfilled from the prophets and performing the acts, proved that this was he who was to come, that he was the belief, the whole belief, and nothing but the belief. Verse 52. And Yeshua said unto him, Go your way. The belief of you has made you whole, or has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Yeshua in the way. The man knew his heritage and the words of the prophets. He may have called Yeshua Rabbi, but he knew who he was. He had the right belief. Not what the Jewish Pharisees were teaching the people to believe. In Mark, we see that Yeshua was quite without honor in his own country, and healed only a few ailing ones there. Yeshua sends out the twelve, preaching repentance, and healing ailing ones, and those being demonized. Yeshua heals a blind man in Bethsaida and blind Bartimaeus. Luke 168. Blessed be Yahweh, Elohim of Yisrael, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation, or, and has raised up a horn of deliverance, or preservation, or health, for us in the house of his servant Dawid, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved or that we should be preserved or delivered from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the compassion or loving commitment promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant the oath which he sware to our father abraham that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear and in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life and you child shall be called the prophet of the highest for you shall go before the face of yahweh to prepare his path to give knowledge of salvation or to give knowledge of preservation deliverance health unto his people by the remission of the penalty of their sins Salvation and saved, in verses 69, 71, and 77, are from G4991, Soteria, and means deliverance, preservation, safety, salvation, rescue, health. All having to do with our health and preservation in this mortal life, this is another one of those words translated as saved, which the churches teach is the magic word you declare to get a rapture ticket. It's a wonder they don't teach you to click your heels three times, too. Yeshua came to Nazareth and went into the synagogue on the Shabbat day and read Yeshayahu from the Septuagint. Luke 4.18 Luke 4.18 The spirit of yahweh is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised the people have gone far from the truth and lost their way brokenhearted with a weak spirit captive to wickedness blind to truth, and bruised. People brought up in false doctrine are also weak-spirited, blind, and bruised. Generation after generation, for a couple hundred years, our people have been taught that we are Gentiles and the Jews are Israel. The blind leading the blind, the deceived sheep returning to their pew every sun-god day, After reading Isaiah, the people were astonished and thrust him out of the city because he told them the truth. The people had become religious exclusivists to the false Judaism of the Jews and rejected the words of Scripture and Christ himself. The same thing happens when a true Christian brings the true words to the deceived churches that are exclusive to their delusions and Jaime Jesus. They are encompassed by the false light of Satan and don't even know it. The Book of Adam and Eve, chapter 50, verse 9. Elohim said also to Adam, See this fire kindled by Satan around your cave? See this wonder that surrounds you? And know that it will encompass about both you and your seed when you hearken to his behest that he will plague you with fire, and that you shall go down into hell after you are dead. Then shall you see the burning of his fire, that will thus be burning around you and your seed. There shall be no deliverance from it for you, but at my coming. In like manner as you cannot now go into your cave by reason of the great fire around it, Not until my word shall come that will make a way for you on the day my covenant is fulfilled. There is no way for you at present time to come from this place or this time to rest, not until my word comes, who is my word. Then will he make a way for you, and you shall have rest. Then Elohim called with his word to that fire that burned around the cave, that it part itself asunder until Adam had gone through it. Then the fire parted itself by Elohim's order, and a way was made for Adam. The truth of the word, Yahshua himself, and what he represents, is the only way for us to be healed, be delivered, and find rest. Yeshua cleanses a leper. Luke 5.12. And it came to pass, when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who was seeing Yahshua fell on his face and besought him, saying, Master, if you will, you can make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be you clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he charged him to tell no man, but go, And show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing according as moshe commanded for a testament unto them but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities or sicknesses and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed infirmities is g769 asthenia and is feebleness of body or mind yeshua teaches and heals luke 6:17 and he came down with the 12 and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all judea and jerusalem and from the sea coast of tyre and sidon which came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases and they that were vexed or and they that were being thronged or molested with unclean spirits and they were healed and the whole multitude sought to touch him for there went virtue out of him and healed them all healed is G2390, ia omahi, a verb which means to heal, to cure, to make whole, to free from errors and sins. Here is G191, aku'o, and means to consider what is said, to understand, to learn. The people that remembered their heritage and the words of the prophets came to hear Christ. Many came just to be fed and entertained and receive these benefits, but the miracles and works were for the benefit of true Israel, his sheep. Luke seven twenty, When the men were come unto him, they said, John the Immerser has sent us unto you, saying, Are you he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities, or diseases, and plagues, or afflictions, or scourges, and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight, or, and unto many that were blind he graciously granted perception, discernment, understanding, directed their thoughts. Then Yeshua, answering, said unto them, Go your way, and tell John what things you have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached, and blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. A Sinful Woman Forgiven Yahshua is invited to eat at a Pharisee's house. This Pharisee was one of the few Israelites left in the sect that was taken over by the Edomite Jews. Christ would not have dined with devils. This Pharisee was no different than one of our own people in our own Jewish usurped and run government, deceived, brainwashed, and bought and paid for. THE WOMAN HUMBLED HERSELF, KISSED AND WASHED HIS FEET WITH TEARS, AND WIPED THEM WITH HER HAIR, AND ANOINTED HIM WITH OIL. BUT THE PHARISEE SHOWED HIM, AND HER, NO AFFECTION OR COMPASSION. LUKE 7.50 AND HE SAID TO THE WOMAN, THE BELIEF OF YOU HAS SAVED, OR HAS MADE YOU WHOLE, OR HAS HEALED YOU. GO IN PEACE. NOT HER BELIEF or the belief the pharisees were selling but the belief has preserved her she knew her heritage and knew who he was and had the belief luke 8 1 and it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of elohim and the twelve were with him, and certain women, which have been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, or, and been healed of evil spirits and unfirmness, Mary called Magdalene, or Miriam of Magdala, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. These people didn't just believe in him. They also followed him and practiced what he preached. As a result, they were healed of evil spirits. Evil spirits abide in unrighteous and unfirm people. The church crowd would rather choose from 33,000 different demons of churchianity rather than accept yeshua into their hearts luke nine eleven, and the people when they knew it followed him and he received them and spake unto them the kingdom of elohim and healed them that had need of healing those that learned about the kingdom of god were healed the kingdom of elohim requires not only brotherly love but obedience and living righteously. Healing is G. 23.22, Therapia, and means service, attendance, medical service, household service. Christ did not teach personal salvation, He only spoke of salvation twice, in Luke 19.9 and John 4.22. He taught kingdom theology. He spoke about it a hundred times. The churches are not teaching his doctrine. They're teaching their own, which is why they are demon-possessed. Yeshua heals a crippled woman, Luke 13.10, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years, or which had a spirit of unfirmness, or a weakening spirit, eighteen years, and was bowed together, and could in no wise lift up herself. Spirit is G4151, Pneuma, and is the vital principle by which the body is animated, the disposition or influence which fills and governs the soul of any one. Verse 12: And when Yahshua saw her, he called her unto him and said unto her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Or, Woman, you are loosed from the unfirmness of you. Or, From your weakness. Verse 13: And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified Elohim. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because that Yahshua healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work, in them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The master then answered him, and said, You hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall, and lead him away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, lo, these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? Not only did the Jewish Pharisees not know or keep the law properly, but by their counterfeit traditions and propaganda, the common people did not know or keep the law found in Scripture just like today's churches don't know or keep the law because they have been taught that it was done away with and that the Torah is for the Jews. Verse 17. And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. The Narrow Door. Luke 13.22. And he went through the cities and villages, teaching, and journeying toward Jerusalem. Then said one unto him, Master, are there few that be saved, or preserved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate, for many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in, and shall not be able, or, and shall not be being strong. G2480, Iskuo, is a verb and means to be strong in body, sound in health, to have power, have strength to overcome, to be a force, to be serviceable, to be able. If your spiritual health is not strong in the truth, you shall not be being strong enough to enter in. For the way is full of danger, affliction, and adversity. Verse 25 When once the master of the house is risen up, and has shut the door, and you begin to stand outside, and to knock at the door, saying, Master, Master, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto them, I know not from whence you are. Then shall you begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in your presence and you have taught in our streets but he shall say i tell you i know not from whence you are depart from me all you workers of iniquity there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you shall see abraham and yitzchak and Jacob, and all the prophets and the reign of elohim and you yourselves thrust out this is talking about our own people The lost and deceived in the churches that believe they are saved and booked for the rapture that claim to do things in Jesus name why would Yahshua tell them to scram you doers of evil I don't know you because they do not follow or believe scripture they do not know who they are or whose they are they don't observe the set-apart days the food laws, the commandments, they don't know their heritage or traditions of our people because they believe the lies of churchianity, and are idle, just believers who live for Jewish Jesus, and if they got into the kingdom, they would be singing to a Jewish Jesus whose ashes are blowing around in the fires of Gehenum. The rich man and lazarus luke sixteen nineteen there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously or luxuriously every day and there was a certain beggar named lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover The dogs came and licked his sores, And it came to pass that the beggar died, And was carried by the messengers into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died, and was buried. And in hell, or Sheol, the grave, the land of the dead, He lift up his eyes, being in torments, or being in ordeals, And seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have compassion on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame, or, for I am in anguish, suffering in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and you are tormented, or, and you are in anguish, suffering. And beside all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from here to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that which would come from there. Then he said, I pray you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come to this place of torment, or ordeal. Abraham said unto him, They have Moshe and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent, And he said unto them, If they hear not Moshe and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Ordeal, it's a primitive means used to determine guilt or innocence by submitting the accused to dangerous or painful tests believed to be under supernatural control. A severe trial or experience some say this parable is about the righteous israelites and the unrighteous israelites when you die if you died unrighteous you will not pass over the gulf to the righteous this parable may also be about the children of jacob and the children of esau as both have abraham for a father yahweh is the potter that made or chose jacob as a vessel of mercy and Esau, a vessel of destruction. Verse 19 describes the Edomite priesthood and or the rich at the time, clothed in purple and fine linen. The Jews also claim to follow Moses, yet they do not what Moses wrote. The gulf in verse 26 is the difference between where the children of light go and where the children of darkness go. Yeshua cleanses 10 lepers Luke 17:15 and one of them when he saw that he was healed turned back and with a loud voice glorified Elohim and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan and Yeshua answering said were there not 10 cleansed but where are the 9 There are not found that returned to give glory to Elohim, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith, or the belief of you, or your ascent, has made you whole, or has saved you, or healed you. According to Liddell and Scott, Herodotus, and others, used the greek word for stranger here to describe a tribal subdivision within a nation the fact that yeshua also told them to show themselves to the priests proves that they were israelites as only israelites were allowed into the temple adamite kinsmen to israel were allowed in the outer courts but the other races were not allowed in at all assent is a component of faith. It means the act of the mind in admitting or agreeing to the truth of a proposition. That's why Yeshua said, Arise, go your way, your assent has made you whole. He had the right belief. Yeshua heals a blind beggar near Jericho. The blind beggar knows who Christ is, as he calls him you son of David. Luke 8:42. And Yeshua said unto him, Receive your sight. The belief of you has saved you, or has made you whole. And immediately he received his sight, and followed him, glorifying Elohim. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto Elohim. Note the King James perversion uses the English word whole in Luke 17:19 and the English word saved here in 1842. Both English words are translated from G4982 sodzo which the churches teach means saved as in once saved always saved. But that's not what scripture teaches or what the word means. It simply means mortal preservation rescue restoration of health delivery from danger and evil the churches think they have a healthy relationship with jesus when they are mortally and evilly sick because of the jewish defiled beliefs they trust in in luke we see that yeshua was prophesied of to bring restoring health preservation, and deliverance unto his people by the remission of their sins. Yahshua reads Isaiah and drops some truth bombs on the people, and they hate him for it. He cleanses a leper, he heals many with unclean spirits, he relieved many of afflictions and scourges, he gave sight to the blind and understanding to the spiritually blind. A sinful woman humbles herself and worships, anoints, and washes Christ's feet, and he tells her that she was healed because she had the right belief. Yeshua heals Mary of Magdala of seven devils. Yahshua spake to the people of the kingdom of God and healed them that needed healing, both the infirm and the unfirm. Yeshua heals a crippled woman on the Sabbath day and chastises the ruler of the assembly hall for teaching the same thing the Pharisees were teaching in that it was unlawful to do good on the Sabbath day. That to enter the kingdom you have to have overcome the narrow path between the trial of this life and the next and be strong enough in knowledge and understanding as well as obedience and brotherly works we see in the parable of Lazarus and the rich man that the unrighteous cannot go where the righteous go and that the unrighteous will suffer ordeals of torments. Yeshua cleanses ten lepers and only one gives him the glory, showing that only a remnant will come to and glorify the truth and continue in it. He heals a beggar who knew he was the son of David, which shows that this man was an Israelite who knew his heritage, had the belief which healed him, and he glorified Yahweh and followed him. Ideally, what being a Christian is all about. Yeshua heals an official's son, John 4.46, so Yeshua came again into Cana of Galilee, where he had made water, wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum, or whose son was infirm or unfirm at Capernaum. When he heard that Yeshua was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. Then Yahshua said unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down, ere my child die. Yahshua said unto him, Go your way, your son lives. And the man believed the word that Yahshua had spoken unto him, and he went his way. Believed here is G. 4100, Pistuo, which means to entrust one's spiritual well-being to or upon. This nobleman obviously knew about his kinsman-redeemer, and that when Christ said, If you people do not see signs and wonders, you do not believe at all, shows that this nobleman had some truth and understanding, but was still unfirm in his beliefs because of the Edomite influence. The child likely did nothing wrong, but was used as a teaching tool, and draw this nobleman closer to Yahweh through this trial. This man likely went on to teach more perfectly in the name of Yahshua, instead of slimy Jesus. Verse 51 And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend or recover. And they said unto him, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him, or the inflammation left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Yahshua said unto him, Your son lives, and himself believed, and his whole house. It's not about just believing. The definition includes commitment. You must show your belief by your works. That would be by obeying his commandments and following the example he showed us. John 14:15 If you love me, keep my commandments. This man and his whole house were sparked by Yahshua's divine influence because they were witnessing the prophecies which were told to their B.C. Israelite ancestors, happening right in front of them. Their minds were restored and eager to re-engage with their heritage, the message of brotherly reconciliation, the lifting of their sins and pains and broken-heartedness. And the history of truth that has been taken and hidden from them by the wicked Jewish children of Esau. Yeshua heals on the Sabbath, John five one. After this, there was a feast of the Judeans, and Yeshua went up to Jerusalem. This is the second of four Passovers of Christ's ministry, verse two. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Beth-zatha, having five porches. Bethesda means House of Mercy. The oldest manuscripts has Beth-zatha, which means House of Olives. Verse 3 In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water, for a messenger went down at a certain season into the pool, and stirred the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease or ailment he had. Verse 4 is not in any older manuscripts. It is found in the majority text and the Codex Alexandrinus. Verse 5 And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity, or had unfirmness, thirty and eight years. And when Yeshua saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will you be made whole? The Greek reads, Are you willing to become sound? Verse 7. The impotent man, meaning the one being unfirm, answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is stirred to put me into the pool, but while I am coming another steps down before me. Yahshua said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, or became well or sound, and took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the sabbath. The Jew agitators therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the sabbath day, it is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up your bed, and walk. Then they asked him, what man is that which said unto you, Take up your bed and walk? And he that was healed did not know who it was, for Yeshua had withdrawn himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Yeshua found him in the temple, and said unto him, Behold, or be perceiving, You are made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto you. Those who are saved still sin. Why would Jesus save you and then warn you not to keep sinning? Aren't you under grace now? Maybe Jesus didn't learn in church that once you're saved, you're always saved and nothing can take your savedness away. Not even Christ, who just said, Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto you. Note This man who was healed was an Israelite because he was in the temple and he didn't just believe. He continued in the way, honoring Yahweh in the temple, praying. Verse 15 The man departed and told the Judeans, meaning the Jew Pharisees, that it was Yeshua which had made him whole, or well, or sound. On a side note, I can relate to this story because my eyes were opened when I turned 38. Though the man in these passages had a physical infirmity, the Greek word asthenia not only means a physical infirmity, but mental and spiritual unfirmness. For the first 38 years of my life, I was living unfirm. My family went to church, and we grew up as a close Christian family, reading the Bible, But we only knew denominational Christianity, so we were an unfirm Christian family with the right heart, but ignorant. Yahweh knew we would eventually respond to his truth, which is why we have always been taken care of by him, even though we didn't really know him yet. I remember praying for him to guide me and show me what I should do when I was a young teenager, I wouldn't be ready for another 25 years when he revealed himself to me i didn't just believe and i knew i had to make some changes i knew i wasn't saved like the churches teach so i got into studying and i learned more perfectly what he required and did my best to observe and do those things i cleaned house of anything that would offend cancelled my tv repented of all my errors and sins past and present known and unknown and continue to repent every night and give thanks and praise every day i seek him early and include him in all things he has blessed and continues to bless me and i plan to continue walking in the way witness to my kinsmen and share the knowledge and understanding he gives me and to do my part to help in building the kingdom. I am a restored Israelite who was lost and unfirm. I am no longer unfirm and have not been for seven years. Feeding the 5,000. John 6.1 After these things Yahshua went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. It should read, That is Lake Kinnereth. Verse 2, And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased, or which he did on the ones being unfirm and infirm. Yahshua takes his disciples up into a mountain and sat with them. This was near the third of four Passovers during Christ's three-and-a-half-year ministry. Verse 5, When Yahshua lifted up his eyes, and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, "Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat?" And this he said to prove him, for he knew himself what he would do. Philip and Andrew both said that what they had was not enough to feed so many. Yeshua had them seat every one, took the bread, gave thanks and the disciples distributed to the people. Verse 14, Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Yahshua did, said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the society. Not only were many of the Israelites in the crowd unfirm and weak in belief, but even some of the disciples needed help with their unfirmness. Being diseased is not always being physically or mortally infirm. It's also being mentally and spiritually unfirm. The people were unfirm in their beliefs because they were in the same Jewish matrix of deceit then as we are today. All the synagogues back then were teaching Talmudism coated with Judaism and dipped in legalism. All the churches today are teaching 33,000 versions based on that witch's brew of Jewish mental sorcery. In addition to all the incantations and concoctions of lotions, potions, shots, and pills, and medications, and pharmaceuticals they drug us with to help with all the constant brainwashing propaganda and lies that keep us sick, and standing on unfirm ground as we become more infirm and demonized. In verse 14 where it says, This is truly that prophet who is coming to the society, reads in the Greek as, Truly this is the before-averer, the one coming into the system. So what is an averer? A v e r e r. Aver, a verb, which means to affirm with confidence, to declare a positive or absolute manner, as in confidence of asserting the truth. It says, see verify. Verify, a verb, which means to prove to be true, confirm, to fulfill as a promise, to confirm the truth of a prediction. To show to be true, to establish. So, yes, Yeshua is the averer, the proof of the truth. And Haime Jesus is the cadaver.
2: Kept on getting weaker as day dragged into day. The doctors gave no hope for her. She seemed to fade away. My hours were filled with constant dread. Time became a knife that slowly and relentlessly cut the cord of life. There was a teacher in the region then. Some of us had heard that he'd healed a paralytic. The power of just his word. So, with hope again rekindled, I went at once to see if I could find a man named Jesus from a town in Galilee. I began to search the city, and soon I saw the crowd. They were pressing in to touch him, and they called his name out loud. But with the strength of desperation, I pushed them all aside. I threw myself before him And from my knees I cried Master, Come and heal my daughter Even now she's close to death Her fever is uncontrollable She fights for every breath But God's given you the power Life is yours to give If you'll just lay your hands on her I know that she will live She will live She will live, she will live. Just begun to go with me When a face I saw with fear Came towards me with the news I knew I didn't want to hear And although I tried to steal myself I trembled when he said Why bother the teacher anymore Your little girl is dead Then Jesus touched my shoulder And he told me not to grieve The trembling stopped when he looked at me and said, Only believe. Then he sent the crowds away, except his closest men. They followed right behind us as we started off again. But we were still a long ways down the road when I heard the sounds and cries of the mourners and musicians as they strove to dramatize my grief. They had no business with beneath their loud disguise. My wife just sat there silently and stared through empty eyes. Then Jesus asked the mourners, why is it that you weep? She isn't dead as you suppose, the child is just asleep. It only took a moment for their wails to turn to jeers. Who does this man think he is? get him out of here with authority i've never heard in the lips of any man he spoke and every sound rolled out with the thunder of command and in the sudden silence they all hurried for the door wondering what the reasons were they'd ever come there for then he called his three disciples that were with him on the way. He led them and my wife and me to where our daughter lay. He took her by the hand, he told her, child, arise. And the words were barely spoken when she opened up her eyes. She rose and walked across the room and stood there at our side. My wife knelt down and held her close, and at last she really cried. Then Jesus told us both to see Our daughter had some food But as to how her life was saved Not to speak a word Not to speak a word I got to tell somebody I got to tell somebody I got to tell somebody. 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 Got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me. I got to tell somebody. Got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me. I got to tell somebody. Got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me. I got to tell somebody. Got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me.